I think we all can agree that life is hard and it hits us in the roughest of ways, but somehow we keep getting up and moving forward. How do we do that? Have you ever lost a loved one or got diagnosed with something so gnarly? Got your heart broken? Just had so many rough things happen. How do we get up? How do we look for the light at the end of the tunnel? Well, you know what? We're going to find out together. We're going to go looking for it. This podcast, In Search of Hope, with me, Ugo, we'll be together on this journey. And if all else fails, we'll have each other. In Search of Hope podcast. Let's do it. All right, all right, all right. What's going on, y'all? It's good to see you, man. Or talk to you. Or connect with you in this kind of way. Whew. What a crazy couple of weeks? Month? I remember the last podcast I, I posted was the one with Steven. And I had a whole plan. Like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to roll it out. Episode one. I'm going to come back. Drop episode two of that. Like, two weeks after. But all the while, I was planning a wedding, right? Well, CJ was doing the majority of the planning, but I was was helping plan a wedding, right? Our wedding. And that joint was supposed to be, believe it or not, uh, next Saturday. Um, So with all that going on, I realized uh, the amount of stress I was under from that, from just in general... um, it, yeah, I just wasn't, I just wasn't posting, you know? And um, I remember I was talking to some, this guy, this of uh, this talent agency, where I was looking into like, you know, speaking professionally and, you know, really looking to getting aggressive with booking gigs and all that. And he said to me, um, you know, there's a difference between, or like, why do you want to do something professionally versus doing it for fun and a passion of it? And I really had to think about that because the way he was presenting the 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 rigorous kind of nature that his camp had i was like do i even do i even want that do i even want that like the extra bread would be great but i'm thinking about the stress of it i'm like would that make me happier what is more important happy being happy or just having a couple extra thou i mean that sounds good Sounds good. I don't know. So you got all that going on. And um, well, yeah, yeah. so he talked about, um, yeah, why to do something professionally versus doing it for the, the, the passion of it and the love of it. It's different. And I really had to ask myself, was I trying to make this a, a professional podcast or just keep something that I, I'm really passionate about? And, and if I do that, you know, yeah, I want to get on a, a constant kind of a posting basis, but not at the sake of my own mental health. Well, that was before it seemed like the world was still in some sort of order, right? I did. I, so I eased up. I eased up. I eased up a lot. But I was like, I'm going to come back to it. I'm going to get back to it. I'm going to get back to it. Like I have, I have an episode with Tim Austin lined up, which is real. It's like really fighting through some stuff like that. Um, uh, like the gruesome injury he uh, he dealt with and 
what he learned and coming back from it. And it's a two-parter. Have another one with John Griggs' brother, comedian Justin Ash, which is a great one. <sighs> and I had this plan. But then COVID started, uh, COVID-19, the coronavirus started creeping. And um, that affected a lot of things, obviously. And I was like, the the format in which I had my podcast set up and the stories that were being, that were being told, I was just like, I can't, I don't want to put more of that into the universe right now, or I don't want people to tune into the podcast and have to hear about another loss because people are looking at loss so much, you know, and maybe that's just a selfish thing. Like I was like, no, nah, I don't want to, I don't want to see that. I don't want to talk about that. Um, though the situation with Tim wasn't loss of life, but it's still, it's heavy. And maybe, maybe actually it would work. Maybe actually would work. Maybe that one actually does work. But I just kind of put everything away and said, nope, we're done. And actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I think that that, that episode with Tim would actually be pretty... That actually makes a lot of sense. Because why why it makes sense is because a lot of people are dealing with hardship that, you, that comes out of nowhere right now. And it's like, what do you do with that? I guess that's what the podcast is about. But I started thinking... I want to expand on the podcast, on the concepts, and not feel like I'm locked into such topics like that, right? Such heavy topics. Um, because hope can be found in so many different places. It doesn't, you know, like just because an idea starts off as one thing, you know, you have to give it freedom to expand, and you don't want to put a, you don't put yourself in a box. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. So COVID. <laughs> I did an episode with John Griggs not too long ago. I had him come over. I was like, okay, I'm getting back on the scene. Um, here we go. So I said, okay, wanna, I want to come back with, a, um, with some good energy, not talking about the coronavirus or what's happening. and Because I'm thinking everybody has had enough of it. But that was unrealistic, right? Um. That was unrealistic. No, 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 it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It made sense. It made sense. I, I, I know what I was attempting to do. And the episode, we touched on it because we had to. And maybe we'll debut the episode. Maybe not. I, I just... And I'll tell you why I didn't, I didn't you know, I didn't want to put it out. Um, so what happened was the episode, we recorded it. We touched on the coronavirus, how it was affecting people. But... But I knew, personally, things would take another real turn for me when a New York nurse died. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. It's just a matter of time, right? Like you see, it's happening. It happened in Italy. It happened everywhere. China, everywhere. It's just what's going to happen because medical professionals are just the viral load that they're exposed that we're exposed to is just. Um, much higher and concentrated. So when they do get sick, off you know, it, sometimes it's just much worse. 
so John Griggs and I, we recorded the episode. I'm listening back to it like the day I had to record it. Then the next day, news comes out from a, uh, come, comes out that a nurse that's in our the same hospital system I work in, the assistant manager at a, at a location, and he had uh, passed away. I think he was 48. I say he was assistant manager of the emergency department there. As a matter of fact, that was actually the same emergency department where I went to go see Tim Austin when he had that injury. So that's trippy. Um, and he died. And then I got some news from a coworker about some other thing. And I think could have been the next day or maybe the day after. Found out a coworker. Both her parents were hospitalized for COVID. And I think that day her dad passed away. Or maybe the night before her dad passed away. Her mom's stable condition in a different hospital. Like, bro. At that point, I'm looking at the episode we had. I'm saying, no way. No way, no way, no way. I don't know. I just... You know, it's so crazy. You could be 24 hours or... or, or 48 hours or even 36 hours removed from something that you said. And it was a fun, you know, I always have fun recording with Griggs, but I'm look, listening back to what I said and I'm like, uh, just the tone and some of the things I was saying, I was like, nah, this can't, this can't be how I approach this subject. And it's not like I was making light of it. Because how could I? But I, I I think it was um, an attempt for me to put distance between the reality and and the perception. Like I could say to you, it's okay, don't panic, it's okay. But then you look outside, I mean, it's one thing to look at the news, the news is gonna tell you to panic, but I could tell you like what the percentages are of, you know, mortality. And it's like, you look at the percentages, it's pretty good. Like, oh, okay. Likelihood I'll be okay. But in New York City, this is a city, people know each other. Everybody knows somebody that knows somebody, right? And people, like when we talk about person, a person is not a percentage. I could say this amount of people, okay, the mortality rate is this low percentage. But if you know one person who knows somebody who's died from that, you don't care about no per, no percentage. That's a person there. So even the smallest percentage, if you know someone who knows someone who died from it or is sick, it's way too high for you. That's real, man. And I'm not, I'm you know, I'm not getting on here to be an alarmist. No, 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 no. I don't, I'm not here to do that. But I'm just trying to be real. I have to be real with myself and say, nah. You got to handle this. You got to handle this differently. You know, a lot of people are getting affected on many levels from this. First, unemployment. Um, you know, that's rough. Unemployment is rough. It's not been broke majority of my life. Bro. Not even knowing what I'm going to do for food at times. Like, this is... That's not a game. 
That is not a game. And I, man, I got some close friends who are going through it. You know, um, yeah, man. It's, it's real. You know, and uh, so think about, okay, so what's my perception in all this? Well, I think, you know, you, you, this might sound crazy, right? This might sound crazy. But this morning I was in bed and I was praying and I said, thank you, God, that my, my dad is not alive to have to deal with this right now. Or I said, I remember thinking, uh, praying and thanking God that my dad wasn't there. So my concern and fear for him wouldn't, it, it's, it's not there because my dad is already gone. Isn't that trippy? But then imagine, can I imagine, I, I still remember what it's like to worry, you know, to worry. Like I have, uh, I got some doing some renovation work upstairs right now in the crib. We live on like two floors and I'm in the basement, you know, and he was working on like the chandelier or something yesterday. And I would hear like thuds when he's working up, like things dropping and moving. And like when I'd hear a thud, my heart would jump because when, I, when my dad was still alive, if there was a thud, that made that means he fell. And that means I need to go running up there ASAP. Like that kind of anxiety. And I, whew, I can't imagine the guilt I would feel if I felt like I brought of the virus home to my dad and he gets sick and hospitalized because of it. Now, as a nurse, I'm talking to patients, uh, you know, in the, in the way I, in my nursing function, now, you know, I'm an oncology nurse, um, clinical uh, nurse coordinator, where I'm no longer bedside, but you're still dealing with patients, you know, directly and indirectly. Uh, and fortunately, we've been able to make a lot of our patients video visits and just kind of use uh, technology to protect to protect them and protect ourselves uh, from them having to come into the clinic, have to be exposed. Right. But I've talked to um, I've talked to some, you know, the the. The children of some patients to children, they're like 40, 30, they're grown, grown kids and just the fear. And the anxiety and just not knowing what to do. You know, saying like, I don't that's saying like, I don't know what I would do, you know, if, you know, I got sick or or whatever, you know, really having to talk people off a ledge there. Um, so I can't front. I'm grateful my dad isn't here for this. And I, I, I don't I, I don't. I don't say that. And when I say it, I'm expecting to feel like a tinge of like I should feel bad for saying that. But I feel nothing for saying that, because why would you want someone you love to be around in a scary place? Like if you know someone's going to have to have to pass on and it happens. I mean, obviously, you know, my dad was older. You know, you know, that's it's trippy. Um, And there's, you know. I could go on and talk about my perceptions about COVID as a nurse, but uh, we can get into that. We can get into that in another episode. I don't want to go into it too much. I want to 
over overburden you with uh with just you know me checking back in with you. Um, there's a lot to say, man. You know, a lot of uh, I'm talking to a lot of nurse friends, and you know, here, okay, here's what I think. I think a lot of us have dealt with a lot of hardship growing up. Now, this is not me minimizing everything that's happening. And also, I make also make a point of not log, not reading the news too much because that stuff is going to jack you up. Yes, it's one thing to be aware, but it's another thing to get trapped in that rabbit hole that social media and the news, you know, has going like a death toll. A death toll. Who does that help? Who does that help? And it's just a clickbait. Such and such a people have died. Such a, yeah, I get it, man. It's one thing to do it as an informative way. It's another thing to do it as you're just trying to get eyes here. That's what you're doing. And this stuff is not healthy. You feel the anxiety when you're reading these stories. You feel it. And then we still turn back in. Like, listen, this is my understanding. Like, when you got them, okay. When I'm doing a workout that I don't particularly enjoy, well, not that I don't enjoy, that's tough or long and like a long run. Sometimes you got to tune all that other noise out. Like, I know I got to do this thing right here. Whether you're at work or whatever, I know I got to do this. If I look to my left, I look to my right, I might fall off this treadmill. If I look to my left, I look to my right, I may forget what I'm doing. I'll start looking all around us to see What's going on? What's not happening? Not, bro. If you don't watch where your feet are going, if you don't watch what you're doing, you may find yourself in a place you don't you don't recognize. And I, I see that happen, man. Like, I'll come home from work, everything's COVID related. You know, I'll, I'll be at work, everything's COVID. I come home and I find myself wanting to still see what's happening in the news. Bruh. You just had 10 hours of that, of briefings, of town hall meetings, of checking out official policies. You worry about that and worry about what you can't control. And obviously, as a man of faith, working that out, too, really walking in faith that not that not that I'll just be OK or my family be OK, that is whatever happens to me. It'll be OK. It's where faith, you know, instead of being a concept, that's reality, you know. It's like, do you really, are you going to live it out? Here you go. But I was like I was saying, a lot of us have dealt with such hardship in our life that we can, we sometimes forget what we've come through and how we got through it. Whether it was, oh man. Some things that can happen, you know, when we're young, like sexual abuse, maybe uh, violent relationships, maybe bad injuries, maybe sicknesses, maybe just car accidents, maybe unemployment, maybe this or that. We forget we've been through rough things and we have to sometimes tune back into how we coped or how we kept on moving forward, man. And I just try to keep focused on what I need to do for the next day.
and keep doing that. And let me keep doing what I have to do. And let me not control as much of, you know, things I can't control. You know, what I'm also seeing is like, I'm getting an increase in um, calls from just, you know, people from the community who either, you know, just friends who have, who are sick now or who are, uh, have sick loved ones. And it's really trying to, you know, give, lend some, you know, advice in that, in that sphere, essentially do what I do at work. Let's go to work on it. Get, you know, get focused, do what you got to do. These people are looking, they're looking for you to do what you do, what you do. And in the same sense, other people are looking for you to do what you do. Now, I don't know how you, in what ways in your life, people are looking for you, but they are. I don't know if, if it's, you're a father and your kids are looking at you to what do what you do, or you're a mother, you know, do what you do. But we still have to be present in these spaces because we're all looking at each other to lean on each other. So if you know you got to be present in one space, do that. Be there. I know it could be. And I'm not saying don't be don't be afraid. I'm not saying that. But you can still be afraid and still go forward. You know, I see that in a lot of my healthcare friends, man, colleagues. Heck yeah, we afraid. <laughs> Heck yeah, man. Heck yeah. But we, we still move forward because there's got to be something that's greater than fear, right? What's that love? What's that? Perfect love drives out fear. There are things that are greater than fear or that have to be. And once you get, what, what did this pastor once say? I think Stephen Furtick today said, fear can be in the car, but it can't be driving it. I'm like, that's a fact. That's a fact. So, COVID, you know. Like I said, I was supposed to get married next week, next Saturday. But because of everything, you know, we just had, we looked at it and it was like, man, this ain't happened. We, eh, we can't, we can't. We don't want to. We have another plan. Uh, I don't want to speak too much about that yet. That'll, I'll talk about that later. I, I you know, I feel like certain conversations have their time. And I'm not going to force them earlier than need be. But we do have an alternate plan. And then we have a plan B for that alternate plan. Um, it took, you know, it, took, it, was, it was a hard decision. Um, but shouts out to my fiance, CJ, who's super loving and just, you know, cares deeply for me. Um, it was... Yeah, just yeah, she's she's a bomb. Um, so, what can we look for forward to with the pod going forward? I don't know. I don't know, and that's a good place to be. There's so much uncertainty right now. I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know what's gonna happen to me. I pray I don't get sick. You know. Um, I pray I don't. I pray I'm still here to, you know, help in the spaces in which I've been called to. But I don't know. And that's okay, man. That is okay. When I let go and say, I don't know, but I will try my best and I'll pray for good things. I don't know what's going to happen. 
I don't know where we will be, but that is okay because love and life constantly finds a way. <laughs> Waymakers. All right, y'all. You guys take care of each other. Listen, wash your hands. Stay indoors. Stay that six feet distance. If you can just flatten the curve, man. The peak is about to hit in two weeks. Be extra careful. A lot more people will be infected. Um, that's okay. We got it. Let's do what we do. And let's move forward. Insert your hope the podcast. We out of here. Peace.